Hello, you lovely people, and this is Kylie Gable from Candy Apple Press. Welcome to another edition of the Feminine Boudoir Podcast. Today's episode features my very first audio that I ever recorded, or had recorded professionally. It is called Calendar Girl, and the narrator is just a wonderful Marami Hung, who you have also heard on um, a couple other audios on this podcast. Uh, The story is about a sorority, and that particular sorority has a fundraiser every year, and they've had one going back to the early 1940s during World War II when they started doing a pinup girl calendar. In the 60s, campus life changed, things became more liberal, and some of the girls thought that selling a cheesecake calendar of one of the sorority sisters was kind of um, sexist. So they decided to change the way they did things, and the freshman class became in charge of recruiting a guy an unsuspecting guy that they would feminize and turn into their calendar girl. This is a story of one such guy and um, how he gets trapped. The whole story is about an hour and 20 minutes and it's available on Audible. I think it's one of the best I've done. Um, I knew that I had a great voiceover person when she did a scene of the sorority girls talking and there were seven of them and they all had unique personalities just from their voice. I thought she did an amazing job and I think it's kind of a clever story. Here's Marami Hung with Calendar Girl. I immediately rushed over to the Delta Theta house with my phone. Sharon had her own YouTube channel in high school and was an expert at video editing software. I wanted to get the pictures and audio in her hand as quick as I could. Did he do it? She asked excitedly. He did great, I announced, unable to contain my enthusiasm. It's just his first modeling job of many, agreed Linda. The three of us went to the house computer. It was faster than any of the ones we brought to college ourselves. It was purchased specifically to handle the pictures for the calendar, so this seemed like a pretty appropriate use. Sharon was beside herself with how great the footage was. The next evening, we all took our places in the television lounge, and Sharon placed a certain DVD in the player. It wasn't long before a guest arrived. Brennan was over about ten minutes early, but that was all right. We were ready for him. I'm sorry I'm early. I was running some errands and they got finished early he whispered as he entered the lounge. I'm almost done. We just have a short video we have to watch and then I'll take care of you. I smiled. It's pledge class stuff. Have a seat. I made sure there was an open seat next to me. I didn't know how he'd react to the video and we had half a dozen girls assigned to grab him before he did something stupid like destroying the DVD player. We had plenty of copies already anyway. The video began. It zoomed in on the back of what appeared to be a woman applying lipstick in a mirror. The music began to play a punk version of the song, I Enjoy Being a Girl. The next picture showed that it was clearly Brandon and he was applying mascara. More girly pictures appeared clearly showing Brandon's face. Then the voiceover started. My name is Brandon Coakley and I like to be called Brandy. 
I began to wear women's clothes when I was in high school. I think that's when I discovered boys for the first time. At first, it was my sister's clothes, but I started buying my own. Guys think I'm pretty hot when I'm brandy. I love to suck a guy and feel him growing in my mouth, and every now and then, a girl needs to have her ass filled too. There was more to the video, but it was interrupted by Brandon yelling, What the hell? Before getting to his feet and charging the television, he was intercepted by my sisters, and they held on for dear life as he bucked like a bull. Calm yourself, Brandy, or with one keystroke, you go viral, threatened Sharon imperiously. No, you can't do this! I just said those things for Jennifer's abnormal psychology paper. That's why I posed for those pictures, too. You mean the paper I did on online video game addiction? That doesn't make any sense. I responded coyly. You bitch! I was doing you a favor! He spat angrily at me. Oh, you'll be doing us all a big favor, said Linda, tightening her grip. Settle down, Brandy. Take a seat and we'll tell you just how fucked you are, I ordered. And remember, just one keystroke and you're going to be the talk of the campus and your hometown and probably your future employers. Reluctantly, Brandon took a seat and I began to explain to him the history of the calendar and all the great things that it was used for. Can you just cut to the chase? I don't care about this shit. Fine, Brandy, I said. You have been selected to be our pinup calendar girl for this year. Not fucking likely. I've seen those girls. They're hot. Hell, I bought a calendar the last two years, and you bet I jacked off to those models. You can't replace a pinup model with a guy. You've seen my pictures. The reaction to Brandon's confession was a mix of revulsion and laughter before Sharon finally interjected. Those were dudes you were masturbating to, bro? No, no way! He was shocked. My sisters couldn't contain their laughter. And just think, next year, guys will be jacking off to your picture, taunted Robin. Think about it. Did you ever see those models on campus except for promoting the calendar? I asked. But they looked like women. Hot women. I don't... You just leave that to us. We've got about a month to make you convincing, offered Linda. There's no way I'll do it. I'd be a laughingstock if anyone found out. Yeah, that's a lot better than having that video released of you putting on makeup and talking about fucking guys. Brandon put his head in his hands. He was having a very bad evening. His only choices were to be humiliated by having that video released online or risking certain humiliation by being busted as the sorority's pinup girl. Okay, I'll do it, he said reluctantly. What do I have to do? I'm glad you asked. For the next month, you will eat, sleep, and think, girl. You will be living here while you go through intensive training. We need to get you to the point where you are not only able to pass in the pinup pictures, but up close so you can promote this calendar. There's a battered woman's shelter counting on this, and we're not going to let them down. I said solemnly. We'll let you have your privacy for now, but that won't always be possible. You have the bathroom to yourself. There's a bathtub in there already. We'll run you a bubble bath. You need to shave, and I do mean everywhere. When you are done, there's a white bra and panties and some slippers waiting for you, as well as a pink robe. Put them on and then meet us down here, instructed Heather. And give me the keys to your dorm room. Cindy and I will go over and get your things, demanded Sharon. No, just no. Look, the part about spending a month here, I could go for. Nothing, though, changes the fact that I look nothing like a pinup girl, and there is no way I'm wearing bras and panties, insisted Brandon. 
You know, don't just put it on the video sites. I think there are some lady boy sites that would really like the video too, suggested Linda. While you upload, do you want me to post it on social media? The quicker we get it on people's walls, the quicker they can share it with their friends, added Robin. Wait, don't do that. Come on, please, he pleaded. We sat stone-faced in silence. If he thought we were soft or merciful now, we'd never get him in line when we wanted him to do the tough stuff. We left the ball in his lap, but we all knew there was only one play he could possibly make. I had trapped him too well. Well, your bubble bath is waiting. I looked him square in the eye so that he'd know I wasn't going to flinch. You're making a big mistake, he said as he made his way toward the bathroom, looking for all the world like a condemned man. Oh, and Brandy? I added. What? I mean, yes? He turned around, hopefully. Don't even think about going to the police or campus authorities on this. If you're lucky, they'll think you were just having a wet dream when you tell them that a sorority kidnapped you. And if they do believe you and decide it is a criminal matter, all the tabloids are going to pick up the story of the college student who is forcibly feminized. You'll be more famous than we could ever make you, I warned. When he returned from the bath, he had a nice lavender smell. It was a big improvement from his normal smell of body spray and body odor. His skin was also nicely soft, although on closer examination, the backs of his knees were missed entirely, and he didn't even attempt to do his rear or crotch areas. Those would have to come later. He stumbled into the room on his sandals, which sported unfamiliar heels. He had been pretty clumsy when I took pictures in his dorm room, so I expected it. Oh, nice improvement, panty boy, teased Sharon. That's panty girl, I joked. Look, this is hard enough without you all laughing at me, he whined. Get used to it, bitch. We own you, commanded Heather. It's not that bad. Come on, said Cindy, getting to her feet. She was a very pretty blonde girl with a smile that just melted people. She could be a bit of a ditz, but deceptively smart. She was also a dancer and very graceful in her walk with the kind of sway that turns a guy's head. A lot of girls my age can wear heels without falling or breaking our ankles, but she did it the way that movie stars used to. We agreed that we wanted her to coach Brandon on his walk. She was already attired with a cute pair of three-inch open-toed black pumps, looking out of place with her yoga pants and Delta Theta t-shirt. It's easy for you to say. You girls have been wearing these things forever. I haven't, he complained. Most girls don't wear them very much, but I'll show you how it's done and then you'll have a great walk too, offered Cindy generously. If you're just photographing me for some stupid calendar, I don't really need to know how to walk. I think I'll pass. He was being really difficult. If you don't listen and take coaching from Cindy, I'm just going to put you on the treadmill and I guarantee you'll learn after you fall on your face a few times, I threatened. I know the main thing is the calendar, but we're going to have to promote it, and that means being seen in public. If we sell them to students at a football game or in the student center, they will all want you to sign the calendar for them, she said patiently. Brandy clumped along in the unfamiliar heels, getting encouragement from Cindy. Every time he moved clumsily, she'd remind him, Take smaller steps. Walk heel to toe. It's just like you're walking in a straight line. Sharon kept calling up high heel tutorials on her laptop for Brandy to watch. After 20 minutes, Brandy was clearly uncomfortable in the shoes and she let us know it. Again, we didn't show her any sympathy and she quieted down. After an hour, she was starting to get the hang of it. She wasn't graceful, but she didn't look that much different than any other college girl in a pair of heels. 
I think I'm getting blisters, complained Brandy. Well, we can stop for now, agreed Cindy, but you're going to have some homework. You need to watch the video some more and keep practicing. Brandy collapsed onto an overstuffed chair in a most unladylike fashion and kicked off his sandals. He began to massage his feet while Sharon looked on in disbelief. What do you think you're doing? I'm resting my feet. Cindy told me we were done. No, Cindy's done. It's not even 9.30 and we need every minute to count if you're going to get ready in time. Now you're in Linda's hands, so do what she says, commanded Sharon. Linda approached Brandy carrying a pink tape measure. Brandy did not like where this was going, but Linda wordlessly just motioned for him to get out of the chair and began to measure and call off numbers. I wrote them down. Her chest is 35. Obviously, cup size won't matter, remarked Linda. Cup size? He asked nervously. Have you ever seen a pinup girl with a flat chest before? I asked. Her waist is 28, added Linda. We can work on that, assured Heather. Her hips are 29, and her penis is actually a respectable 7, snickered Linda. I don't think we'll need to know that, I responded, laughing. What can I say? I like to be thorough. Do you mind? He asked, embarrassed. Not at all, she smiled. How big are your shoes? I wear a size 8, he responded. That's like a woman's 10, explained Alyssa. Good, those won't be too hard to find, I smiled excitedly. All right, you're mine now, Brandy. We need to get those brows taken care of, and then you get to learn all about makeup. Hasn't this gone on far enough? He whined. You have no idea, princess. I led him to the bathroom where I had my supplies and had him sit down on a chair that was placed in front of the bathroom sink. Do we have to do this before bed? He asked. Well, the makeup isn't necessary tonight, really, but this is. I said, picking up tweezers and plucking a hair from his right brow before he knew what was happening. Ow, quit it! He tried to block my arm with his hand, but I grabbed him by the wrist and dug my nails in. This is going to hurt a bit, but there isn't a girl in this house who wasn't tough enough to endure it. Are you that big of a crybaby? I asked accusingly. It's going to be noticeable, he complained. Aw, Brandy, a lot of this is going to be very noticeable if people know what to look for. People are going to spot some of this, and you better get used to it. Now, are you going to let me continue, or am I going to have to call some sisters in here and we'll tie you to that chair so I can work in peace? I asked. He didn't answer, but nodded his head and tensed up his entire body while closing his eyes. I took that as an invitation and plucked away. I didn't give him super arched eyebrows because they just don't look natural, but I gave him a very feminine pair that would definitely stand out as shaped and decidedly not masculine. Okay, we're done. I held up a mirror and he sighed. I could see tears welling up in his eyes, so I didn't push it. Oh god, they're girls' eyebrows. He trembled. Yeah, they are, and they belong to a girl named Brandy. Remember that, I instructed matter-of-factly. What else tonight? He asked. I wasn't going to, but I'll take it easy on you. The key to learning how to do makeup well is to play and experiment, but I can tell that you're in no mood to play. That can wait for tomorrow. The girls should be back with your stuff by now. Do you want to go to bed? I asked. It's still early, but been a tough night, he justified. Okay, you have to be up early anyway. You'll be rooming with my big sister. Heather is great, but you better not cross her or you'll regret it, I warned. I don't have class until 11, he corrected me. You have a lot to do even if you don't know it, I told him, leading him to the bedroom. 
I showed him his closet and let him get changed into a pink nightie. I had him put it on right over his panties so I didn't have to leave the room. As he got into bed, I opened a dresser drawer, pulling out a coil of soft white clothesline. What the hell are you doing? He asked in a panic. Relax, Brandy, it's only for tonight. You're not exactly in the right frame of mind, and we don't want you to try running off in the night. Once you learn to obey your big sisters, we won't have to do this. Now put your wrists together in front of you, I commanded. You're all insane, he said, but he complied. And just as I had practiced with Sharon and Linda, I wound the rope around his wrist tightly, but not too tight before cinching it off and then attaching it to the wooden slat at the top of his bed. I tickled him under his arms just to see if he could slip free, but he seemed to stay secure. I better stop before you wet the bed. I moved down and tied his ankles to the bottom corners of the bed and put a sleep blindfold on him. It would allow Heather privacy when she changed her clothes and it would also leave him confused and unsure if he was being watched, which would give him second thoughts about trying to escape. Now, just to make sure my big sister feels extra safe, I reached into the dresser drawer and pulled out a chastity device that the girls had used before. It was a simple tube that would lock on his penis and make it useless unless we unlocked him. Wait, what is that? Keep that away from me! Insisted Brandy as he thrashed around on the bed. I don't know if he knew what was coming next or if he just knew from my tone of voice that he wasn't going to like it. I lifted the skirt of his nightie and pulled down his panties. Boy, was he going to be in for a surprise in the morning. All done. Sweet dreams, Brandy. As I left the room and made my way back down to the lounge, I received a round of applause from my sisters. I was so proud. I never thought that I would have the courage to do such a thing and to see their reaction made me want to call home. But then I decided that there were some things my parents were probably better off not knowing. Walking back to the dorm, I was very jealous of the upperclassmen that get to live in the sorority. I wouldn't get to see Brandy until 1pm tomorrow, and the suspense was killing me. I laughed at the thought of Heather waking him up at 6am for morning aerobics before a pedicure and a manicure with clear polish and a lot of makeup tutorials to watch courtesy of Sharon. I went back home for a very sleepless night. I think I tossed and turned so much that I woke up my roommate. I felt guilty about that. So I'm very pleased to announce that another listener has become a monthly subscriber. I want to thank Jennifer Marlowe for her subscription, and it means a great deal to me. Your subscriptions let me know that somebody out there is appreciating this show. Um, And also, um, frankly, it's important for me if I'm going to keep getting new audio up and ready to air. This episode, I went kind of far back in my Wayback Machine to grab Calendar Girl. And I do have some voiceover artists who are uh, in the process of finishing up uh, some audios of mine. Uh, Jen Davis has another one coming out. And I have a new person who just got an audio to work on. And I have another person who just has her microphone set up and another new person who told me she's just about finished with a project so i have at least four down in the hopper so to speak but you know i want to have a new audio for you every week and um the the income stream which isn't great but it's very helpful that i get from doing this podcast helps me to to put that money out there to get well-read quality voiceovers 
I think the stories are pretty good, but they're only as good as the women that read them. And we have been so fortunate to have some amazing women do the uh, audios for me. So, if you're interested in helping to keep this podcast on the air and to keep it coming out regularly, the best things you could do are become a monthly subscriber, leave quality five-star feedback, uh, check out the links, uh, buying clips from the clip stores on I Want Clips and also on um, Clips for Sale is a great way to own some of these audios. Uh, story or a story like today, which is available on Audible, Calendar Girl. That's 16 minutes out of a whole hour and 20 minute broadcast, and that hour and 20 minute recording is—it's got a lot of great parts that you're just not hearing. I'm trying to find clips that are exciting and interesting to listen to, but there's nothing like the whole audio. Uh, the books I write, I try to write them so they have at least three or four exciting and enticing parts. And I play one of those on these broadcasts. So if you're enjoying the, the free audio, I'm happy to hear it. But I'd be even happier if you went a little bit deeper and purchased some of these full-length audios. So that's it for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. I'm not too sure what's up next week. As I said, I have four different women who have um, potentially the stories that will be finished by next week. And um, I'll talk to you then. Have a great week.